Hi everyone and a warm welcome to tomorrow's Tech Today, bringing you the latest in technology talent, transformational change and of course tech as a force for good. I'm your host, Professor Sally Eves, and today we have a cybersecurity and especially diversity in cybersecurity special. It's an impromptu episode inspired by all things RSA 2023 and this year's theme of Stronger Together. We'll be talking our key learning points and actions to take forward, not just from this leading security event, but right across the year. And to do so, I'm delighted to be joined live now by the always inspiring Joy Purser, Global Lead for Field Cybersecurity at Very Technologies, who beyond her critical day role is also doing some fantastic work enabling more women into cyber careers. And we'll also be looking beyond this too, for example, areas like neurodiversity. Welcome to the show, Joy. Joy, so without further ado, let's get into our conversation. Fantastic to be here today at the heart of all things RSA. How are you finding it so far? I'm so excited, Sally. We're having a great time. Me too, me too. And for people who might not know, let's let's kind of start with you and kind of the person behind the tech, as I like to kind of put it. Tell us more about your role, a really pivotal one, I think, and what you're doing with Veritas at RSA to start off with. Sure. Start with sure, thanks for asking. Pleasure. I've invested two decades in the security world. So earlier in my career, career, I worked with the U.S. military as an analyst um, to help guide the military through the purchase and deployment of major IT systems, multi-billion dollar electronic health record, personnel and pay systems, command and control communications between satellites. Um, so, so how do we develop those at scale? And you know how large that scale is of the U.S. military. So that was an early career experience that really impressed upon me the importance of security culture. Yes. I've talked about this before, but basically it's that everyone in the organization has an awareness of security and how to protect information for themselves, for the business, for customers and clients. And so I've spent a lot of time coaching colleagues and clients on how to build this security culture. Most recently, before coming to Veritas, I work at CISA, which is the U.S. Department of Homeland Security's Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. And what was different at the time is that at CISA, in the field, which is where I was, helping to work with critical infrastructure owners and operators, when you think about the electric grid, think about healthcare, telecom, transportation sector, ports and dams, All of these are at risk. And as we've seen over the past few years, that risk has increased exponentially. So, so true. And the the thing about working with CISA in the field is that I worked with cybersecurity advisors and also physical security advisors. And the two come from very, very different cultures, right? So here, here at the RSA conference, we see a lot of cyber people. And there is a stereotype, not going to go into details there, (laughs) but the physical security advisors, many of them come from law enforcement backgrounds. And so it was part of Joy's job to help the physical security teams work hand in glove with the cybersecurity teams because increasingly, Sally, those lines are becoming very blurry as our world becomes digitized. So that's that's what I've done prior to coming to Veritas. Yep. 
So Veritas had a pain point in that sales teams working with customers like banks, we have 95% of the Fortune 100 companies as our customers. Sales teams would speak with customers and customers would have all types of cybersecurity questions. Sally, you know that it's a very broad, absolutely broad-ranging yes. list of topics. Whether it's you know endpoint security, perimeter defense, being able to detect anomalous activity in your network, um, helping to detect cyber breach, emergency communications plans, yes, and companies indeed. that do this, um, companies that say we'll just bring all the parts and pieces together and manage this for you. And so um, that's my job, Sally, is to track those things. And it's a full-time, overtime job just to keep up with cybersecurity. And I'd love for us to dig more into that because it's not just reading a newspaper, as you well know. Absolutely. And I love the fact you brought culture to the fore right from the stop as well because it's not just a technology conversation. Although so much, obviously, at RSA is around those tools and techniques that can support you, it's around the right culture. It's about the skills uplift for people and the reskilling and also the right change management approach as well to help so it's this holistic kind of take I always kind of bring to the fore when it comes to cyber particularly as you kind of brought to the fore as well you've got this scope this scale and sophistication of threats and particularly energy areas you know I'm seeing not just in the US but in EMEA as well with the energy crisis that has kind of put a new resonance of bringing sustainability and security together in many different ways, which I think is really interesting. But also we're just seeing new types of threats. So you know, from malware to even things like pillware in terms of utility, we've seen that as a growing threat. But also kind of collaboration of bad actors together as a rising area. So I mentioned it earlier, you know, the community here is so important to kind of negate that threat, particularly when older threats are even being reimagined, like, you know, Emotech, something like that. Yes something you kind of thought it was gone but actually through bad actors coming together they've reimagined it and it's a never-present threat again you know it's really interesting this dynamism of this space frankly yeah i'm glad that you mentioned the threat landscape because i'd love to comment on my observations of how this has evolved over time sally as you know (laughs) ransomware has um, been a good business for the bad guys indeed and so countries as well as groups have become better organized in cyber warfare as a as a military or attack element. Now, the United States for a long time has seen the cyberspace as one of the domains of warfare. And I do think that other countries are growing in this awareness and growing in the importance of government and businesses working together to share information so that they can warn each other if there's an attack. So let's take the healthcare sector. Yes. Talking yep. to a hospital customer this past weekend at an event and basically if one hospital is hit with a type of ransomware, let's say it's a new flavor of yes. some kind of malware, yes. yep. then it's really better for the community if the others can be quickly notified. And Sally, I don't think other countries have been doing this as a practice. Indeed. And so at Veritas, we had some visitors um, from out of town who we talked about this increasing awareness and the fact that it's important to think like the bad guys, to ask the question, why? Why does this country do this? So some countries, not going to name any names, are becoming very well organized in cyber warfare and in ransomware so that they can steal money, cryptocurrency, or 
get money from ransomware payments in order to fund their own government. Now that is a new twist. Definitely, definitely. And if you, but if you peel back the layers and ask why, then I think it really helps the good guys stay two steps ahead of the bad guys. Exactly, exactly. And you mentioned there about healthcare, and that's interesting as well. Because probably over the last few years, that's one of the biggest sectors where we've had you know, challenges about social engineering, for example, as yes. well. And again, it's kind of two bad guys tuning into what's most sensitive to you, isn't it? You know, whether that was COVID beforehand, or maybe it could be around energy crisis at the moment, again, affecting in the UK a lot of people right now. There's something that matters to you that's personal and you want to know what later is happening. That's a way of getting in and it's like targeting those messages that is so effective as well. It can look like it's coming from the World Health Organization or UK government or whoever. So that mm-hmm. level of sophistication has got to be paired with awareness and that coming together. And I think for me, just thinking about the pandemic actually, like the biggest learning lesson is the power of the collective, isn't it, to address yes. challenges. And we saw it with things like the HPC consortium. So a different challenge there around healthcare innovation. But the way that innovation was scaled was through the open data sharing you were talking about there and from a threat point of view um, but again pairing that together cross kind of sector kind of influences coming together as well so government civil society society data centers um, education establishments all kind of fueling together and the acceleration innovation there for vaccines for example was unheard of so if we take that approach to other challenges whether that's security or sustainability or inclusion another theme I know we're both passionate about we can do more we can go further faster can't we I think it's absolutely imperative you were talking about social engineering. Yes. And just this very, this wow. morning, okay. this morning, <laughs> yeah. I received, and, and I've been traveling for a few days. Yes. I received a, a note from my boss okay. that said, must read today. That's okay. the first red, first Ooh, red flag. Yeah, and you're traveling and, as well. <laughs> and it sure. said, um, you know, IT help desk memo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it was a Google Docs, yep. but our business doesn't doesn't use that mode. Right, okay. And so I thought, mm, that's a second red flag. So okay. there's urgency and yep. there's a mode we don't normally use. So yes. I'm going to do the good thing and exactly. send my boss a note just yep. to say, did you intend for me to send this for me? Yes. And so he immediately chatted back, yep. it's a fish, don't open there you it. go, wow. And that's really interesting. Is that really three flags and you're out there, wasn't it? My goodness. But, but, but it's really yes. interesting as well because I'm also seeing that, particularly at C-suite level, more yes. impersonation. And again, in the kind of way you describe, but also people on social media feeds and, and people Absolutely. thinking they're reacting and you've got an urgent response from the boss, so to speak, and you're reacting to that and it's not. And again, I think when organizations invest in training and simulate exercises yes. and, then, and then not to catch people out, there's no blame involved, but just to give you the experience of getting that and not your first experience to be an actual real one. It right. just gives you that, that, that empowerment and that confidence to be able to deal with that situation. I think it's absolutely key as well. So I really think that's important. So from your perspective at Veritas, how are you working with organizations, not just from the technology point of view, obviously, but also from that cultural piece? Because, again, I think the value of a relationship with it like this is, A, the technology, but it's also the facilitation. Yes. And the supporting you about what's working best for your organization and that trusted partnership at the end of the day. Well, there are several things that are very important for me to do at, at Veritas. So as global lead for field cybersecurity... The field at Veritas is all of our customers and our partners who we touch and do business with yes. to protect their data. And so I sit with our sales teams, with customers, and advise and consult in a solution agnostic way. I am a trusted advisor to them on all things cybersecurity. So that's number one. 
Number two is I work with our engineering teams, so our software developers, and I ask questions, and I, and I teach them that we should have radical transparency with each other, and we should have radical accountability. This is a healthy business practice to be able to question, what are we doing? Do we have sec DevOps in place? Do we have good processes? Where are, who, who is writing our code? Does one person have a total view of all code or is it compartmented so that we can protect our intellectual property and make sure that that, that we provide for our customers is infallible? Because the backup exactly. system, Sally, has got to work. Exactly, exactly. There, there really is no plan B from that, is there? I yeah. totally agree with that. How do you think, how do you see the mix? Because it's really interesting in an interview you did recently, David. It was like a two-parter and it brought out so many different areas. And kind of part of that mix was culture, but it was also politics, it was also skills and time management. So again, quite a few kind of heady areas that I think are critical mm-hmm. part of this holistic take on cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing as the main challenges there, but turning it around a bit, because I like to change the analysis, kind of opportunities there to do it better that you're really helping with and you're seeing great results from? I think it's working when you're new, if you're a global lead for field cybersecurity, and I do predict that more companies will hire for this role because it's becoming very important to engage and consult with customers on this topic, especially if you're a big tech or software company, hardware company. Um, But I think understanding the business is number one, and understanding the personalities and the roles within the company is really, really important because... You don't want to have a tense conversation with a colleague without having built rapport. So I've actually invested a lot of time getting to know my colleagues at Veritas to help learn the business, learn who are our customers, what are the most important functions that we provide for our customers. And so I think it's that internal business awareness is something that's super important in this role. Absolutely. It's that alignment, isn't it? And it again, is. if you look at other challenges in organizations today, it's about integration, it's around visibility, and it's you need that holism, whichever we're looking at. And you know, again, I have a phrase that keeps coming up to me this, this week, it's kind of like embedded by design. And that's how we need to look at so many of these different layers we were talking about right at the start. So yes. you know, baking in security from processor, architecture, network, all the way up, but surrounding that with, with culture and skills investment too. It's got to be the way forward. And um, in terms in terms of diversity in cybersecurity, I'd love to touch on that a minute, sure. if I may, because again, I know you Let's were at the, the Women in Tech Breakfast this morning, which is fantastic, Women in yes. Cybersecurity, love to give a shout out to that, Great. I look forward to following up on that as well, I think it'd be amazing, but visibility matters, doesn't it? Yes. You, know, you need to be able to kind of see someone, talk to someone who, who resonates with you, feels like you do, and, might, and again, from the broadest diversity of backgrounds, and mm-hmm. you know, one project I'm working at the moment is very much about neurodiversity, and I wanted to mention that, I think sometimes it's, it's underexplored, and all these different skills make a difference there's no one linear route into tech anyway is there and I always keep saying that because there isn't you know what's your take on that and why it matters so much and, and kind of what you're doing at Veritas and your role to help support that too because I've been impressed with what I've seen over the last few years. Thank you. So I've invested a lot of time in my professional life to help bring diverse perspectives exactly. into areas that where perhaps those are lacking. Yes. And especially in cybersecurity, there tend to be fewer women and people of color in cybersecurity careers. And so I've really identified a few nonprofits that are very engaged and really making some traction headway in this area. 
So one is Cyversity. It's C-Y-V-E-R-S-I-T-Y. And I'm on the board. It's a national nonprofit with chapters all over the United States. One is in Atlanta, for example. They have a mentorship program. I help to stand up an on-the-job apprenticeship program. They have networking programs. It's just a fantastic organization. I'm very proud to announce that um, we have a new partnership between Veritas and Cyversity. So Veritas will help to sponsor the networking reception at the RSA conference for Cyversity members. Join Cyversity and come on to oh, the I'm going to go down there. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's on Wednesday. It's on Wednesday night. Even at better. At Moscone Center. Fantastic. Yes. Okay. I will be there. So Fantastic. Easy. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. And I love another that. one is called Year Up. Y-E-A-R-U-P. Okay. Fantastic. I think they have a bigger footprint in Atlanta, yep. but they have a very well-organized on-the-job apprenticeship or internship programs. And so they have businesses in Atlanta that have partnered with this organization, and the organization provides the wraparound services for interns, like coaching and skills development, certifications. And then they also work part-time with these business partners so that they can gain that on-the-job experience, which is so important. I love that. I think that on the kind of experiential learning on the job, I think, is so, so helpful for people. And again, it helps give that confidence as well as you're learning, because I always think it's kind of this combination, kind of opening up access to new skills, Mm-hmm. Um, the awareness of the roles of the art of the possible, what you can do in this space, and kind of changing the narrative about, you know, look at how dynamic cybersecurity yes. is, even some of the threats and things we've been talking about, the scale of change. To have a role where you can contribute to that yes. and support so many people, I think is an exciting place to be. And I always yes. try and convey that. There's a role for everyone here. And yes. So many different skills make a difference. Do you know what else I've observed? I had a conversation just this morning with Fantastic. someone at the conference, which is mm. the best part of the totally is, conference, is having these yeah. kind of side bar conversation. So true. And he said, it's great that we have um, diversity, especially in early career, entering cybersecurity careers. However, there's a huge gulf at mid-career and higher of women and people of color. And so it's an interesting challenge to figure out how we can get uh, more diversity at that level, at the mid-career, so that they can access the C-suite or the board of directors, Absolutely. Right? I totally see that. And the other aspect that I'm seeing as well, and funny enough, some conversations today kind of reflected this too, is the reskilling opportunity yes. at middle management level. Or, but also, you know, look at the, some of the trends we're seeing about kind of great resignation. I kind of call it great re- reimagination. I like to reframe the words a little bit. But a lot of people are looking at new opportunities at the moment, trying to make choices, not quite sure where they want to go. And they're quite, quite supply talent gaps in this space yes there's a lot of opportunities out there so again reaching out to people in that position and kind of saying hey look at this as an opportunity and you know what you don't need to have come from necessarily a tech background either it's the right Mm. mindset and also all these different non-linear experiences could be so valuable whether that's from marketing or storytelling or um, emotional intelligence and comms building all these different things make a difference very steam like as i like i like to call it so changing 
that narrative and making visible the opportunities for that level as well. I also think there's a gulf there that we can help to kind of tap into and address as well. That, that excites yes. me, that opportunity as well. I agree. And I think especially in the security community, yes. it's so important to be a lifelong learner. Yes. In other oh, words, yes. you've got to be willing to get out of your comfort zone Definitely. and Definitely. reskill or upskill. Can I just brag for a moment? Go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. here I am at mid-career. I got my CISP certification yes. for the first time Super. in November. Oh, I love it. That's so fantastic. I had to have... I had to pass the exam. It's yeah. really, really, really difficult I know. to pass it that It really exam. is. It's a really tough one. And I that took really a boot does camp. deserve a shout out because that's like a hard work. I took a, a one-week yes. boot camp. It was yes. so painful mentally because there were so many concept cryptography and all these new attack vectors. It's just so much information. Absolutely. You have no idea. And I passed the exam and I looked at the paper. I'm like, I can't believe it. I just passed this exam. It's amazing. That is amazing. And then, is amazing. I, and I, then I had a colleague who uh, endorsed me because yes. you have to have an endorsement. Of yes, five of years or more, yes, hands on yes. experience in yes. one of the domains of cybersecurity. And so, my endorser is here at the uh, RSA oh, conference. That's so, it's delightful. Well. That yes. is fantastic. And I also think it shows another part of the importance of not just kind of mentorship in a space, but sponsorship as well. So, like, yes. people kind of identifying something in you and like helping you to go forward for things and maybe you would have done beforehand as well. I think that's a great example of that as well as the power of mentorship and sponsorship together to go for these things. And you can do it at any age from any background. It's that will to do it, but also if you've got some support and kind of, yeah, go for that. It can make all the difference difference to kind of click to commit and go for it, can't it? Which I think is massively important yes. too. But that's fantastic. I think we, need to, we definitely need to share about that because that's an amazing achievement. And just kind of bringing some of the other things about RSA to the fore as well. Are there any kind of emerging trends and themes we haven't covered so far that have caught your eye? And again, this whole thing about different perspectives. I've not talked about that before. Maybe that's something that's increasing in terms of prominence that might be something to look forward to into the future about addressing. Anything else that's unexpected maybe at the conversation so far? The, the two big things that I've observed so far at the RSA conference and, and that I want to dig more into are just the abundance of tools and services. Yes, yes. The expo floor is just incredible. It I mean, is I can't believe buzzing, isn't it? I can't Absolutely. believe how yes. many different companies there are. <laughs> exactly. And they all have their swag, right? Yes. They all got candy Absolutely. and they got Absolutely. bags and they got the socks. I personally really love the socks. You can't get enough of them to travel, can you? I, I find them so helpful. Yeah. There's so many companies. Look, yes. <laughs> Way to go. But just learning about the tools and how to differentiate which one is right for your organization yes, or business. Exactly. How to determine that, that I yep. think is one one challenge. I also love learning about how the threat landscape is evolving. So there was a session earlier today about ransomware. Should you pay it? Of course we say not to pay. The governments advise us not to pay it. It's a complicated business equation, Indeed. oftentimes, because sometimes patient data could be leaked. Exactly. But exactly. then the new trend is exploitationware, exactly. in which the CEO is actually harassed until a ransom is paid. Yes, I'm hearing more so about that. So it's very difficult exactly. yeah, to, to escape that. Yeah, and the emotional um, pressure that can put on someone as well. And it's like, how do you react? How do you react? And building that up over a period of time as well. I'm hearing more about that. Yeah, Absolutely. it's international terrorism. Yes, it really, really is, definitely. It and, is. and your other point about, kind of, I phrase it as sprawl. 
seeing a lot, and not just in security, but in other areas as well. I think we're seeing like tool and techniques sprawl to a degree, even vendor sprawl, etc. as well. So helping people, kind of going back to that trusted partnership, supporting organisations to work out what actually is kind of right for you and what works best. I think there's a huge value for organisations like Veritas with supporting that facilitation piece because not everything's going to be the right solution for you. And if there's too many, it could actually maybe increase risk rather than negate it. So supporting organisations with that and making it personalised and guiding through that process. I think you've got a great role to play there. And I've experienced that with some organisations I work with who have benefited from that. So I've seen that hands-on and that for me has come forward as a massive real you know, real plus point, not just the technology, but it's the support and the people behind it guiding you and facilitating with everything that's going on has made a massive difference to organisations that I work with. Oh, absolutely, yeah. The power of the ecosystem is one of the biggest themes, not just at RSA, um, MWC a few weeks ago, event after event, and I'm delighted to see that because I've always believed in that, but now it feels not just talking about it, it feels tangible, that really are organisations working together in a way we've never seen before, and with everything that's happening with vectors of change in the world right now, it's the only way forward, isn't it? It makes perfect sense to do that, definitely. Fantastic. Well, I know we're short of time because we could continue this for, for quite some time, but perhaps we come back for a, for a kind of part two and reflect post RSA and look forward as well. And I'd love to talk a bit more about diversity and cybersecurity too. I would enjoy so that we'll reflect sound. on that event later on in the week and, and touch base again, Joy. It'll be a real pleasure. That sounds great. Fantastic. So thank you so much. Thank you all for joining and watching us too. We'll be live on tomorrow's Tech Today, RSA and beyond in San Francisco, and look forward to joining you all again soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tomorrow's Tech Today. If you enjoy what we're doing, please subscribe to us and leave a review. It really means a lot. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram and see more behind the scenes video footage on YouTube. Thanks for listening.